Hi, I'm Karn, the writer of Red Odyssey, and I felt it best to attach a special warning to this week's episode. And this episode contains content that may prove too disturbing for some of our listeners, and as such, listening discretion is advised. And though this series is a work of fiction, given the present crisis in Europe between Russia and Ukraine, it is imperative that the horrors of the past never be forgotten especially when the aggressor and victim are the same nations 90 years ago and today. Real people lived through this. As Mark Twain once said, history may not repeat itself, but it certainly does rhyme. The following episode contains adult content, violence, and language. Listener discretion is advised. Denouncer Media presents Red Odyssey. The following episode contains adult content, violence, and language. Listener discretion is advised. Act 1. Cherubicon. Chapter 4. Mycena. Doctor Mycia. Close the door. The most expensive cognac in the world. Named after Henri the Fourth, King of France. Have you ever seen it like before, comrade? Purest gold, plucked from the sun. As it were, no glass. Uh, thank you. No. no. Hey, toast. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee from before his face. Let God arise. Look out there. All creation is barren before us. No rivers, no trees. Azazel's country. 
here in this wilderness, this isolation. The temple is built, sending rockets across the galactic vault. God can no longer hide in his heaven. You are insolent, Zakharov. Under any other circumstances, I... Mm, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we need more insolent men, huh? insolent women. The times have made people soft. <laughs> Doctor, I... I would not come to you except that it were of extreme importance. Uh, your father, he was a factory worker, yes? Uh, a, a machinist. And your mother? Hmm? A grocer. Hmm. Curious, is it not? Hmm. Although a machinist and a grocer's son afforded his way into one of the most prestigious universities in Russia. Hmm? I'm sure I don't know what you mean, Doctor. Education is, is free for all citizens. You will answer the question. The, the university... I did not accept students from Voronezh. Officially? Yes. Yet, your parents found a way. They found a way, didn't they? Doctor, my mother and father are old. Machinist salary could not buy that shot in your hand. They worked hard. Mm. Worked, yes. Distributing illicit materials on the black market. Go on, deny it. How delicate are our lives in the balance. Give me your glass. Your glass, comrade. I prepare a table before you. In the presence of your enemy, your cup overflows. <laughs> what do you want? Smuggling contraband begs a prize. In the old days, it, it uh, would have been the gulag. Doctor, my father is a just and good man. My, my mother... Your mother played the whore. Doctor, my seer. How many cocks did she take for the camera, Sakura? That's enough. Oh, making herself less than a dog, less than swine. God damn you! Oh, oh, oh there. <laughs> The burning face of an insolent man, born of insolent blood. Hmm? Pornographic films contribute to society's decay and to a machinist's pockets. Hmm? People will pay any price for the taboo. The university couldn't very well refuse such a, a generous donation, could they? I ask you for the last time, Dr. Mesia, what do you want? Hard answering to a cold call, isn't it? Hmm? Hmm. Look at you, in your cheap little chair. The valiant warrior come to the dragon's den without a sword. You have a saying in Ukraine, stupid as a Russian. Are you a Russian, Zekharov? 
It was 15 years ago. More than that. And? Doctor, I beg you. Your mother is an honorable woman. Hmm? Your father, too. I commend them both. You commend? You, you, you won't report them. <laughs> I didn't say that. I am your savior today, comrade. I, a coveted position has opened at Leningrad University. You will be on the Faculty of Engineering. The pay is quite lucrative. You can move your mother and father into a large house along the Neva. Your mother deserves that much, wouldn't you agree? What about Fan? Hmm? Phantom Nine. <sighs> yes, you gave the Rover that silly name. <laughs> she named herself. Rover is not a she. She's alive. Mm. There's no technology on Earth today that can breathe the breath of God into a machine. <laughs> it's imitating what it's been told to imitate. Replicating whatever has been inputted into its system. Hmm? Your books, for example. She's alive, I, I tell you. That thing out there, whatever it is, maybe that's got something to do with it. You'll lower your voice, Sakharov. When are you bringing her back? I strongly suggest you consider this generous offer. Hmm? Oh, yes, you're a generous bribe, so I keep my mouth shut. Killing you would have been extra paperwork. Hmm? Insult me all you want, Doctor, but you will answer me. Incredible. Straw hmm? to your dog's bones, to your horses. Something took her, and it's plagued by Kanor. The nightmares. The engineer who shot her comrades. Five more have since been committed to the asylum. Yes. Nothing unexpected. What do you mean? Uh, there's a reason you were brought here, Zakharov. Do your job, get paid, leave, no questions. Now, Baikonur swims in questions, hmm? Isn't it? Suppose you answer them for me. Reward an insolent man for his insolence. Oh, you don't know what you ask. My sword, Doctor. Oh, oh, Mr. Zakharov, you are indeed a Russian. <laughs> I will use it. Believe me. Oh, well, I do, comrade. Now, you believe me. Pull that trigger and your mother and father will be dragged out and killed today in front of you. Do you understand? She's alive, Doctor. Oh, you fanciful dreamers always look for some bit of magic in a stale world, some splash of colour in your grey, unimportant actuality. The masses will believe anything. <laughs> alive. Phantom Knight is no more alive than, than that Luger. Now, give it to me. A pistol, comrade. Very wise. Russia has been good to you. No. Oh, Russia is good to her sons. 
The cripple walks the moon. Oh, I'll tell you what Russia has done to me. I was a little girl in Kotsina, a village in the Kiev Oblast. We had our farm and our crops, our cattle. I helped my father and brothers harvest the barley. And little Olena was only a month old, nursing at my mother's breast. So Russia had levied unreasonable grain quotes for Ukraine. Our wheat was given to Moscow. By spring, there was no bread, no meat, no... Well, every house was rationed, every table bare. By the time winter came again, bodies littered the streets. <laughs> Didn't proud Russia tell you, your leader, your god, Stalin, ripped grain from Ukraine's hands, leaving us with stones. We were accused of hiding bread, accused of being counter-revolutionaries, undermining the Bolsheviks' bright socialist future. Cattle starved, cows stopped giving milk. There were no more dogs in Kotsin, not even in Kiev. Good people died first, good people, those who, who shared their food, died. Those who refused to eat corpses died. My father and mother, they became insolent, Zakharov. They, they collected the dead. They, uh, they, my father and, and mother became insolent, Zakharov. They, they collected the dead, neighbors and friends, butchered them, sold the meat from a, a makeshift stand. I, I disemboweled the bodies, used the organs for, for stews. They kept our bellies warm during winter. My father died first, then my brother. My mother was all we had left. Lena and I, she was just sitting on the floor, eating cockroaches, raving mad. I, I think she would have killed us if she had the strength. She, she only could manage the cockroaches. She was dead by morning. Hmm. So it was just uh, just me and Elena. I I let her nurse at my breast, not formed. She was starving. She she cried. Any hours she cried, I I would not hear her cry anymore. I couldn't stand it. I. Mothered her. I pressed pillow hard again. Her cries were muffled, but I, I could still hear. And nothing. She, she lay there in her crib, still. She, she lay there. 
in her crib. Still, still, quiet, cheeks wet. There was no bread, there was nothing, nothing. <laughs> My little Lena. Yeah. I made my way back to the Russian border where I sat with the poor, the sick, the wretched, all starving. I, I bound my wounds in cloth to prevent infection. Oh, if you had seen us, we would have appeared a, a colony of lepers, even the damned everywhere, corpses. I outlasted the death famine your glorious Russia visited upon Ukraine. I tell you now, when all is said and done, the glory will be restored to Ukraine and Ukraine alone. Russia will give an answer. <gasps> Doctor. Could you ever say that would wash away the stain? You of the rabid bear roaring, frothing at the mouth. For you and your motherland. You make this cripple your scapegoat, Dr. Mycia. Stop being so stupid. You, you are worth nothing in the grand scheme. Russia has sinned before all the people and great is her sin. From the day Komarov first set foot on the moon, Moscow has known of the secret gifts buried there. Hmm? Precious minerals in the soil, caches of water. Think of what we could do. Wheat farms on the moon's surface. Imagine it. Lunar water drowning Sinai's peak. Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine will never again cry from hunger. Manna from heaven a hundredfold. Burning sands becoming pools. The thirsty ground bobbling springs. And in the haunts of jackal's grass and flourishing reeds. Then, with every mouth fed, the cities we were built. The technology, the wonder, how, how long until Alpha Centauri? <sighs> Your rovers were built to analyze lunar terrain suitable for farming. Am I understanding that correctly? Oh, don't be so timid. If that's the case, then why did you order Fan to follow that mycelium trail? Why did we deviate from the mission? I gave the order given to me. By whom? Who do you think? Why? Comrade, there are secrets not fit to be spoken by human tongues. Oh, please. You're cryptic talk. Just tell me. What's out there? KDB intelligence provided this intel. The Americans built a top-secret military base on the moon, just north of Mare Imbrium. This was Project Horizon. Construction was completed in 1965. The base had well, served two purposes. One to give the Americans a nuclear advantage in the event of an all-out war. And two, it was to be a place of 
refuge for the president. His joint chief of staff, certain of the American aristocracy. We didn't know the base's exact location. Our intel was incomplete. In September of 1968, something... Something attacked and destroyed it. You saw the ruins yourself. I mean, at the same time it was destroyed, something happened to the American Space Center in Houston, as if it had been bombed. An unfortunate accident, the newspapers said. Anyone who asked questions just disappeared. Our intel came back with another report. Survivors of the Houston accident were being kept under lock and key deep in some underground facility. Studied, probed. They'd become unnatural, to use the report's language. They, uh, but they wouldn't die. Couldn't die, even though we tried. The experiments were stopped, of course, as too many doctors killed themselves, too many soldiers just went mad. And the final report came to us three years ago. The survivors live. Their screams can be heard in certain cave systems near the research facility now abandoned. Still chained, still suffering. Death rejects them. Why? In the name of God, are you looking for that thing? Your leaders look for it. Moscow knows? The KGB watch my every move. <laughs> and you do nothing! Huh? They... They need to understand. You have to tell them! Tell them what, Zakharov? Renounce their fruitless endeavor, their arrogance. Let me feed my people, your people, the nations of the world. Moscow, Moscow would burn the wheat fields all over again if it meant they could control that power on the moon. They are fools. America is on high alert watching. Do you think that they will let Moscow take it without a fight, Zakharov? God. My God! God does not hear you. Insanity, all of it. Russia knows nothing but insanity. It can't end like this. There's got to be something we can do. Isn't there? There is. Oh. You can forget or die. It's inconsequential to me as uh, that's inconsequential to the ears in this room. Microphones in the walls. Fat, bloated men in suits with their little receivers listening to the slightest whisper. Drenched in their own sweat, their own piss. They could die too. The one good thing that comes of this circus. <laughs> Go ahead, comrade. Broadcast these new revelations to the world. Warn them. Wormwood. The four horsemen ride. <laughs>
<sighs> Phantom three. Saw it. The operator went mad. Just a, a young man, younger than yourself. A, a newborn at home with the wife, you know. Yeah, he threw himself off the radio tower. I mean, here at the uh, Cosmodrome went mad, maiming themselves, killing themselves, all just replaced, you know, just as you will be. So Phantom Nine is the first to find the city and the first to deviate from its programming. Phantom Ten, Phantom Eleven, they, oh, they'll never launch. Our end is drawing near. It is at the door. Russia's sins will be visited upon our own head. Russia's sins will be visited upon her own head. She will make the world mourn with her. This is all a bad dream. I, I want to wake up now. Oh. This Luger will wake you up. Go on, take it. Now, should we find you alive in your quarters tomorrow morning, I'll have a car take you to the airport. From there, you'll fly to Leningrad. I wish you great success. Close the door on your way out. What about Fan? A machine, comrade. A goat for the wilderness. The wilderness. Dr. Mycia. Speak. She calls you mother. Red Odyssey, directed and produced by Ari Rosenthal. Written, co-directed, and co-produced by Carmen Cosner. Adapted from his original short story, Phantom Nine. Starring Peter Wicks, Alison Cossett, Sarah Golding, Erica Sanderson, Peter Wyshynski, James Scully, Kareem Cronville, Brandon Levine. Dialogue editing by Benton Hodges. Sound design and mix by Michael Parkhurst. Manis Kunder. Score by Jakob Jaransky. Special thanks to Matt Richmond and the Audio Drama Lab. Red Odyssey is a production by Denouncer Media. Denouncer Media. Listen carefully. Listen carefully.